Hey guys, welcome to the Podcasters Podcast. In this episode, we're going to go through and do a Q&A. So we asked our private community, this is one for people that have attended our training course. Um, there's nearly 400 people in there actually. Um, but we've asked them for some questions to cover on this episode. But before that, I've got a question. Go. Do you know where it's lovely to go for a walk on a sunny day? Enlighten me. By the side of a river. By the side of a river? Yeah. A, yeah. a, a riverside? Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> Damn. So this episode is brought to you by Riverside.fm. <laughs> See, I've been thinking about that for weeks. That's <laughs> dreadful. <laughs> Awful, isn't it? Um, uh, Riverside is the best way to record when you can't be in a studio. Uh, we use it for all of our virtual interviews, for any sort of live events we do. But w- when we do virtual interviews, we're still in a studio. Uh, <laughs> so, so you're telling me I can use it in and out of a yeah, studio? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> you, you just made that awkward for me. <laughs> but yeah, Riverside is the easiest way to get the best quality. We had a, The experience we had with it when recording an interview the other day was... Sometimes it'll appear really blurry on your screen, right? But when it actually exports at the end, it's perfect quality. So if you are using Riverside and you think, oh no, the quality looks awful, it's not. That's just what it's showing you to make sure it does it the best, I guess. I don't know the tech behind it, but... It worked very well. It did work very well for the interview we done the other day. Uh, click the link at the top of the show notes. Use the discount code PODCAST15 with a capital P to get some money off. And I believe it's actually cheaper than Zoom Premium. It is. Even more so with our discount code. And we get paid, so. And we get paid. Support the show. Absolutely. So Subscribe if, to the show. <laughs> if you're using Zoom Premium and you've only got premium for your podcast interviews, um, you're an idiot. Yeah, grow up. Exactly. Right. Anyway, community Q&A. Community Q&A. First question. Uh, I'm going to ask this one anyway. Hello, I'm new to this group, so asking for advice, please. I have a pre-recorded radio show called Curly Sue's Plant-Based Show, where we interview vegans and people with an, an interest in veganism. I've recorded 25 episodes and the radio station repeats these on a weekly basis. I wanted to continue this show as a podcast, brackets not broadcast in the radio station. The radio station is fine with it, but do you think this would cause a problem as it's the same show as the radio show, but now on a podcast? No. Fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) Of course not. I mean... First of all, what are they, how often are they repeating these same 25 episodes? Is this radio station has been on a six-year loop of these same episodes? <laughs> just every six months, it goes over again. So this question is from Suzanne, and she's not actually been to our training yet. She's attending the one this weekend. Oh, wonderful. Um, shout out to us for running a great training. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, I, I think it's fine. Yeah, what, it's just on, on demand. Mm. Instead of having to be at a certain time on a certain station in a certain area. Yeah, just upload it, and then if people like it, add to it. Simple. Awesome. Natalie Young asks, question on sponsorship from the soon-to-be-launched Bonkers About Beach Huts podcast. Niche. Yes. What I'd like to check is opportunities to sponsor a single episode as opposed to a series. For example, there's a company that developed beach huts made from modern composite. Um, beach huts cost circa 20k instead of 5k. Um, could I do an episode on the types of materials used in beach huts generally and then feature these new state-of-the-art beach huts and just have this company sponsor a single episode. Yes, but why would you not ask them for 12 episodes? Yeah, you could absolutely include that offer as part of a bigger package where you say do an eight, 10-week episode um, contract and a bonus, if you like, or a part of the stack is an, an episode about their, yeah. their product, right? 100%. So we talk about maximizing sponsorship. So that is having more available to sponsor your 
podcast, your back catalog of podcast content, your social media content, newsletter, the video version on YouTube, for example. And a good way to add to that stack is let me interview somebody, maybe one of your founders or somebody from the company that's a good represent a good representative that can come on and essentially pitch the product. It's a good way to announce the partnership. I think that's also a good thing to have once you're about seven, eight episodes in, because once you've built that familiarity with that brand, it might be that thing that gets someone over the line. Mm. Go, oh, well, now you know you've been thinking about that thing I keep talking about. So if we were to, say, interview the CEO of Riverside um, in like five, six episodes time, I feel like that'd be a great time to do it when a lot of people, because I know a lot of people are like, oh yeah, I've seen you mention it and I've been thinking about it. And you're like, that little bit of, oh, speaking to someone at like a company might be what gets them over the line. Yeah, I think it's good and it's less content for you to plan. I think... Well, what we say on our sponsorship episode, so listen to them if you haven't already. What works well when speaking and negotiating to these people is whoever you're negotiating that deal with is going to be in their marketing department, probably head of partnership, something like that, if it's a bigger company, or even the CEO. They're going to have some sort of background in marketing knowledge. And on average, it takes somebody seven touch points to make a buying decision. So we use it quote marks, against them, against a company to say, listen, let's sign for at least eight weeks, ideally 12, because it takes that long for somebody to make a purchasing decision anyway. So if we do one episode, they're probably not going to buy. But if you do 12 weeks or 12 episodes, then guess what? You're going to get a load of orders on the back end. And normally they nod the head and go, yes, yes, yes. I, I saw that in a marketing textbook when I went to uni as well. And they agree with you. Because why would you do one episode just because it's related to that episode. Now you've got to go and find another sponsor, which is just loads of effort. Mm-hmm. I would say, however, that's a really good company to approach yeah. for, for that niche, especially if they deal in £20,000 beach huts. Yeah. You can frame it as, cool, if you sponsor me for £20,000, all you need is one sale to come from my podcast. It's breaking even. Whereas if it's a company that does something much lower ticket, they need a lot more sales, which means they'd be looking for a lot more volume. Business. Yeah. Um, so yeah, brilliant sort of company to approach, Natalie. Um, next question is from Claire. Claire says, what's the next steps after a successful launch to lead to building viewers and attracting sponsors? And she's just launched Moving Countries 101, which we helped to get to number two in the travel chart. I can't remember nice, the exact yeah. one. Um, but she's done an amazing job on her launch and she's still got quite a lot of listeners on her Apple. Got up to 300 odd downloads on day one. So she's done nice. a really good job. Well done, Claire. Um, uh, leverage that number two. So when you're when you're messaging these people to say, I'm just caught what you said. <laughs> leverage that number two. <laughs> just, uh, producer Alex is laughing, isn't yeah. it? So it's, also just caveat: no more producer Zane. Producer Alex now. He's uh, <laughs> Zane's been replaced. <laughs> so poor Zane. But uh, he's, he's got his gun. RIP Zane. He's not actually dead. No. But um, I, leverage. The chart position where you reached number two. That's because the there you go. Because if you're the best way to grow a show is leveraging somebody else's audience, right? So you either go on someone else's podcast or interview big names. So just start promoting or messaging, DMing as many big names as significant people in your area as you can, saying, Hey, got a podcast about this, launch got to number two in the charts, like day one, immediately you're more credible. Audio downloads are anonymous, nobody can see it. So having that visible credibility, that public recognition to say, hey, like fucking day one, I'm number two, let alone what's going to happen in the next six months, you're going to get much bigger names on your show. And if you do that consistently, guess what? You'll grow your podcast. 
100%. Like you said, you can't see audio numbers. So saying, hey, I launched this many days ago and on day one I got to number two because we know it's easier to get to number, like high up the charts on your first day. People that aren't in the podcast space don't. Exactly. So yeah, leverage that. Here's a really good question from Sean. Sean Bennett hosts the Sidekicks and Sidekicks. Sidekicks and Sidekicks podcast. Um, and he says, if you had to focus on one social channel to grow your following, which one would you suggest and why? Uh, that's a good question. I'm assuming he means to grow your podcast following. Yes, I'm going to say just build podcast following. Yeah, it is a different answer, isn't it? Really? Yeah, 100%. Okay. Right. First of all, social following means fuck all. Mm. Followers doesn't mean any, like you can, anyone can have a million impressions across platforms day one if they really like if they had a piece of content really pop off following but on the podcast following it does mean a lot you want people to follow and auto download to be notified and things like this and subscribers on youtube right you want that stuff because of the notifications now i think it's completely dependent on your content if you're a business coach mentor guess what linkedin's probably going to be great to promote your podcast for him specifically there's not a stronger algorithm out there it's there's not a platform that's easier to go viral than tiktok do you know what i mean i think i checked earlier we've had eight hundred thousand views in the last like three weeks on tiktok mm. just just from clips of podcasts and with um handover from zane to alex as well and us not recording like i've, I've actually slipped a little bit on posting consistency we were every single day for 205 days, something like that, bar Christmas Day. And then, you know, I, I posted like twice in the last week. So it slipped a little bit. But yeah, it's like three quarters of a million views just on TikTok, just from repurposed clips of podcasting, talking about podcasting. <laughs> and that's like ridiculous sort of numbers. Um, and the following has started to grow quicker on TikTok. For me, I actually started off stronger on Instagram, but then moved. Now, here's a caveat. It depends what you want. Because Instagram is generally the best shop window, I believe. Because most people, Instagram is their main platform. Mm. So things like DMs are great. Collaboration posts with guests is great. Being able to tag guests in stories and them easily resharing it and vice versa is great. So it's easier to get views, probably easier to get followers on TikTok. But Instagram, if you were like gun to my head, you have to choose one platform. I would probably choose Instagram just because of all the other features. Mm -hmm. uh, and that it does work better. More value. There is more value. And if that's where you're pitching guests, then guess what? You want content there. And you've got stories as well. To when demonstrate someone does follow you, whereas on TikTok, someone follows you, it means nothing. So. Exactly. So. Cool. Yeah, good answer. Um, Ryan Douglas, he hosts the Health Wealth Podcast, says, how often should you relaunch your show? And what's the most important slash critical part of a successful relaunch? Great question. It is. Every six months? Yeah, we do one. Okay. Look, we should plan that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, probably every six months, uh, definitely. Some people do it every 12 months, but if you've got the time and attention to put into it, do it every six months, get a hike in your chart position. Then when you're up in the charts, you're more discoverable, you'll be found by more people, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and then what's the second part? What's the most important slash critical part of a successful relaunch? One, I'm not going to just give you one point. 
because there's a couple of points that are equally mm -hmm. critical. One, plan it in advance and give yourself plenty of time, right? Really, you want to know at least three weeks out that you're going to do it on a certain date. So you can create some assets, you can create a posting schedule, you can create a giveaway, and you know, right, I'm going to do it on this date. Here's what I need to do each day up until that point to make sure it goes off without a hitch. Second thing, I've just alluded to it, is the giveaway. Yeah, an incentive, right? Yeah. If you don't know what we're talking about here with launch, relaunch, giveaways, chart position, look in our show notes and there's linked to our, our launch episodes, which is how you get a number one show. It's really important. Every podcast needs to learn how to do that. Because when you've got a number one show, you grow your listenership. But not only that, once you've got a number one, you're going to get better sponsors. You're going to get more recognition within your professional industry. You're going to get better guests come on your show because it's public social proof that you're a number one podcaster. So planning it in advance, plenty of time out, and having a competition giveaway, some sort of bribe, essentially, that says, if you listen to the podcast on this day at this time and you hit follow, I will enter you in the competition to win X. So when we launched the podcaster's podcast, there was two months of audio editing on our podcast agency completely for free. All you had to do was listen to an episode of the podcast, hit follow, and send us a screenshot. I mean, thousands of pounds of value for minimal effort. Most people probably didn't even listen. They probably much press download or put it on mute, whatever. I don't mm -hmm. care. It got us to number one. Mm -hmm. So that's really important. It is having a giveaway that is relevant to your audience. I don't like really generic and often expensive giveaways. Like if you say, oh, you can have an iPhone. Yeah, like MacBook, all these things that all generic generally tend to be Apple I, products. I like the ones that uh if you if you have the money, like a physical product that's related to your to your audience. So for example, Jacob Austin when he launched Subcontractors Blueprint, he got to number one and he gave away like three one hundred pound screw fix vouchers. So nice. it's like relevant to his audience, but something that is tangibly valuable, valuable because the problem with if you're in the coaching space, I mean we're fortunate enough we've got decent reputation, right? But if you're new to that space you're telling someone that's never heard from you before oh you can have a free one-to-one -one session with me it's like yeah who the fuck are you yeah like, so if you can afford it it can sometimes be good to give something tangible but make sure it is relevant to what you do and if you're in a position where you've got the contacts and people who know know who you are and you can give away your service or coaching mm. and incentivize someone in that way then that's even better yeah a hundred percent so having that that's relevant to your audience because you don't want, the other thing is, right, it's great to get to number one, but you don't want to inflate your audience to people who d aren't going to come back. Mm -hmm. And here's what you can do if you do have a product or service or mentorship, maybe. So if you offer that and you get dozens or hundreds of people enter that competition, only one person can win. But those other hundred plus people are leads, are warm leads for you to follow up on. And I would get on the phone with them or message them saying, hey, sorry, you didn't win. I'll notify you of the next giveaway. but because you entered, I'll give you a discount on my mentorship. And you can like clean up some money that way and generate income from your podcast quickly. So th those are the two really important things mm -hmm. uh, of when to do a giveaway or how to do a giveaway. Um, someone's expanded on that question. Sean said, you said, to be honest, you could do a whole podcast on this topic. Like, well, once we've done this question, we'll be at about 15 minutes. So this is yeah. <laughs> basically a whole episode just on, on relaunching your show anyway. But he says, came out to expand on this question. If, and when you do a relaunch, do you go back to old episodes or is it the messaging that is key? What do you mean by that? I have no idea. 
Mm. Next. Yeah, it's lost me completely. I did want to add something to the relaunch point, actually, is because I've seen a couple of people trying to do it recently. And actually, someone that I've been trying to help get some sponsorship might have an approach to get something for a giveaway, right? If you want to give away something super valuable, but you, um, you don't plan on paying for it, that could be a really good downsell if you're approaching a sponsor. So especially if they have a physical item. So for us, um, good chance we might do this. Next time we, we do a relaunch, I reckon we could probably end up giving away a, about 500 quid worth of equipment. Mm. All right? There's a good chance I can email a couple of people and we'll be able to do a giveaway, which costs us nothing. It's super valuable to our audience. And it's going to be valuable to them because they're going to get a lot of free press, right? Mm. So you can leverage potential sponsors, existing sponsors too, but potential sponsors and partners in that, in that way to actually get a really, really valuable, tangible giveaway that isn't going to cost you anything. It's a good downsell for sponsorship, I think. I think you're right. The next you question- You said a smart thing. Well done. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, so many people that listen to the show I think I'm an absolute idiot. <laughs> Um, we have a question from Adadayo. She goes, hi, Kane. Please don't be mad with me. I haven't started my podcast yet. She asks if she can wait to attend the training in March rather than oh, the one in Feb. Great. Well, good job. Yeah, of course. She can shit. Okay. So you're allowed to attend in March rather than Feb, Adadayo. Um, cool. That puts us at about 15 minutes. And the next question is a very good one, which will take a lot of time. I think it'd be a great way to start the next episode. We do one. Good one. Good next time. Adios.